0: Bucks County Bites, it's me again. Yes, it's Martha here in Bucks County and having some great content coming to you in the last few days. I have not gotten everything edited and published yet, but it's coming to you. I have to do a car transport job next week into L.A. So I have to fly to L.A. and then come back to P.A., I'm happy to have one of those jobs because it's really hard to, you know, find them. And when they come my way, I take them. So I will have everything published before I leave, that I promise you. So everybody get ready for this show today because I have two very special guests coming on. And since we are really involved with this, we're involved with aviation so much, you know, with the drone industry, um, with the airlines having their situation that they are having because we're seeing so many jobs lost out there. Um, and it's very scary to see the transportation industry, the aviation industry, decline as much as it has because of COVID. But I'm going to have some really cool guests on because Mr. Joseph Eric Mattern and Barbara Christie, make sure I have her name right, they're coming on today. And they are such aviation fans and people that are involved in the industry. And the reason I have them on is because they have quite a story to tell. Barb is the one that got him involved with aviation a very long time ago. And it's such a cool story that I need to have them on because it's a heartwarming story knowing how... Joseph got involved with it because of Barb. So it's a very, very beautiful story. And to see where Joseph is today, how far he has come, what, and the people that he knows and Barb knows, it's such a fantastic industry because in aviation you meet people from all over the world. And the connections that you have are amazing. And one of the great things is that when I got involved with Aqualand Drones and met Barry Alexander and knowing that Barry knew a lot of my friends and I connected Joseph and Barry and now they are talking and everything is going very well. You know, it's just those great connections out here in the world. How someone can help you move on to the next step. Who knows? You don't know where it's going to lead. I don't know where this podcast is leading me. I met incredible people, and I keep meeting incredible people. So we are going to be calling Joseph in a few minutes, and I'm going to take a break, let you listen to a little bit of music while we wait, and we will be chatting with Joseph and Barb very soon. I've got Mr. Joseph Eric Matteron. I hope I got that right. Anyways, this is such a cool podcast today because it's all about aviation and it's got a very cool story behind it because of the woman that he knows. This is, boy, I guess it's Miss or Mrs. I'm not sure, but Miss Barb is coming on and she's responsible for Joseph to know everything about, I swear, he knows everything about aviation. But she, it's because of her she started him when he was very young and it's such an amazing story so joseph is here on the phone with me and joe is that okay joe if i call you joseph or joe what would you rather me just what would you rather have
1: you can call me joe and good afternoon mark how are you
0: (laughs) hi joe welcome to the show of bucks County bites how are you doing today
1: I'm doing excellent. Thanks for the invitation.
0: Awesome! I'm so happy that you're here, and it's an exciting uh, era of aviation. Uh, we've got some good points, and we got some bad points because we know what happened to the airlines. But at the same time, it's it's really open to such new uh, new adventures right now. So let's uh, let's get you go in here and, and tell the audience who you are. Tell us who Joe is. Tell the world.
1: All right. So my name is Joseph Eric Mattern, and I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Aero-G Aviation, or an electric vehicle um, aircraft uh, designer and soon to be manufacturer, and uh, we're headquartered in northern New Jersey, and I'm speaking to you today from my office and home in Orlando, Florida.
0: Sunny Florida. You're all the way down there in sunny Florida, not up here in the freezing cold of Northeast. <laughs> lucky you.
1: I am. It's absolutely beautiful here. It's been great this week. It's been in the 80s, and I've been in my hot tub at night. The coldest it gets oh. this time of year is maybe about in the 40s, and uh, it's just a really nice time of the year. Well, so lucky you. Yes. Lucky you,
0: and I, I'm very happy <laughs> that you could be here today and, and talk about this uh, wonderful industry that you have um, you've really have come far from the time you've been a kid because you got introduced to aviation due to this one person who we're going to be calling in in just a couple minutes. minutes. Um, so you met uh, Barb when you were how old?
1: Yes. I met Barbara Christie when I was 14 years of age.
0: Wow. Very young age. And she's responsible for, who you are kind of today, because you got involved with aviation long ago, and now here you are, and you're a big guy involved with this, you know, company, You and you know a lot of people from all over the world, which is, it just blows me away how many people you know and who you know, so it's it's exciting to have you here, and we're going to call Barb in just a second, so let me go ahead and dial her in. I know we're going to have to edit this, Joe.
1: <laughs> not a problem.
0: Let's see if we can get her in here. There she is. I got her. All right. Let's give her a call. I hope I don't lose you. If not, we'll just give you a call back. Okay. okay. All right. Hang on All right. Second. All right. Here we go. Hello. Hi, Barb. It's me. It's Bucks County Bites. Martha here on the podcast. How are you today?
2: Good, good. How are you? Good.
0: I am going to just bring in Joe here. I gave an intro, and then I talked to Joe for a little bit, and now we're going to add him in, and then we're going to have you do an intro of yourself, okay?
2: Okay. All right. Don't (laughs) worry.
0: Just be yourself be you and you're not live so you know i have to do a lot of editing in the podcast so don't worry about that okay so let's bring in joe we're gonna merge the calls all right joe can you hear me
1: loud and clear
0: barb you got me i'm here all right see you don't have to worry about anything barb (laughs) you're right here with us okay so bucks county bites we now have barb on who is the woman who is responsible for Joe uh, getting involved with aviation many, many years ago. So I want Barb to do a little intro. You know, just tell us who you are, Barb, and uh, where you are and what you're doing now. And then we're going to kind of go into the story of of how you two met many years ago. How's that?
2: Okay. Well, I'm Barbara Christie, and I'm right over the... Bucks County line here in Horsham, Pennsylvania. And my background was initially with the Horsham Police Department, and I had joined them back in 1973. And they developed uh, the first aviation unit for Montgomery County uh, to work with the police forces and have uh, aerial surveillance and search and rescue capabilities available. So I was instrumental in the formation of that aviation unit. Wow. And the aviation unit continued to expand and grow and uh, brought on additional helicopters that was then used for air ambulance work across a three-state area here in uh, Mid-Atlantic. And we flew victims, uh, primarily burn victims, that required a team to be transported to the location of the patient before being transported and then brought to one of the, at the time, major burn centers. There were two in the Philadelphia area. So that was initially where I started my career. Since then, I went on and did a number of different things, but uh, I've always come back to the love of aviation, Barb, and interestingly are... enough, it was Hello.
0: No, can you Barb, you are an amazing woman. You are one of the um I would say one of the women in the very beginning going back, I don't know how many years ago going back, but you were a leader for women in aviation if you think about it. Helicopter pilot, right? Did you get fixed wing right. and rotor? Did you have both?
2: Yes. Did the fixed wing and then converted it into the rotorcraft and and then went on to get my instructor's license. What year was that when you started,
0: when you got started in aviation, how long ago was that?
2: Oh, golly, that was uh, probably around 73, although I was kind of born into it because my father was a a private pilot but was an aeronautical engineer and worked on designing Sikorskis.
0: Oh, my gosh, you really were born into it. (laughs) That's incredible, incredible. And Joe, so where did Joe come into the picture here? You you met Joe going back, what year was that? So you got involved in 73, got involved with aviation. And then Joe comes along. He's probably a youngster, right, Joe? How old were you? You were just, what, 14, 12? Yeah, I was, yeah, 14 years
1: of age when I met Bart.
0: And how did you both meet? And it was here right in Bucks County?
2: It was here right in Horsham, actually. So you met in Horsham? In fact, it was at, at the Horsham police station, in fact, and Joe for once was not in trouble. So <laughs> he came with his grandma to, uh, to view the aircraft that were sitting down okay. outside the police station at that time. And I was meandering around and uh, came out in a flight suit and... From there, Joe decided that he wanted to find out everything he could about the two helicopters that we had sitting—the Bell 47 that we used for surveillance and the UH-1B Huey that was the air. Oh, ambulance. you had a Huey sitting there!
0: Oh my gosh, that's incredible. So you, Joe, he sees the helicopter, sees a Huey, sees you in a in a suit. You know, it, you probably are like Joe. Like, I want a license now. I want to fly right now. You are probably so, <laughs> so excited that, like, I'm, I'm going to do something like this. And you're just, I mean, you're a kid. I mean, yeah. I'm sitting there in my
1: grandmother's car and this amazing woman comes out <laughs> of the door and there she is in this bright flight suit. And I realized that she was the pilot. And I said to myself, she doesn't know it, but I'm going to become her newest friend. <laughs> and I walked up and I'm like, Hi. And and she she smiled and I introduced myself and I asked if she could show me the helicopters and she's very, very gracious with her time. First, she showed me the Bell 47, which people know from the TV show mash Mm -hmm. with the big bubble and then the Huey helicopter. And then we, we finished up with her giving me her business card, which I kept for many, many years. That's way that way I knew who she was. And then one day I found just the right time to find Barb and look her up and say, Thank you for touching my life. And you'll be honored to know this is what I did with my life. And uh, she was quite excited to hear the story when I reached out to her a few years back.
0: So you actually met Barb. You got, you know, you kept in, you had that. You always knew that you could keep in touch with her. But when you started out and you started taking your lessons, were you here in Bucks County when you started to take your lessons? And what airport did you start at?
1: Sure. So I was born and raised in horsham township um which is why i uh, met barb mm. the way that i did uh and i started at 12 years of age i was the youngest pilot at my airfield that was back then known as turner airfield in horsham township the it was on uh,
0: turner
1: yeah turner yeah on horsham road up uh just outside of Lower State Road. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and the photograph I have, which we'll put up for the podcast uh, on the web, was the last known picture of anyone flying out of that airfield according to this abandoned airfields Mm -hmm. uh, website. And as a result, uh, yeah, I flew when I was 12, a week before I was 13. And then during my flight instruction is when my grandmother would, you know, me up to the airfield and bring me up to the police station that's how i met barb so i was actively taking flight lessons and focused on fixed wing but my passion was always for the beginning helicopters because flying fixed wing but i wanted to be flying helicopters and that bell 47 and yui are just amazing aircraft and just the fact that my local police department had the two that was extremely rare Yes, and uh, yes. and what a blessing it became. So yes, I reached out to Barb and said, "Hey, you know, do you remember me? And this is what I've and done with she, my life. And did she remember? I just want to let you know that I'm really appreciative of what you've done for me.
0: Did you, Barb? Did you remember? Did you remember who he was when he called?
2: Not right off the top of my head, <laughs> no. Because we we did quite a few tours of those ships.
0: Oh my gosh, that's incredible! You touched that person's life. He touched Joe's life, and he made a huge difference in in today's world, in today's aviation. I mean, going back all those years, Turner is very, I mean, it's a very historic, um, you know, site, actually. I mean, it's not, unfortunately, it's not there, uh, you know, today. I I tried to look for it. When I came here, it's like, where is it? And it's gone. But I've seen the historic photos I've talked to people that actually flew out of there, too. Actually, I didn't even know it. that. So my other half, his father used to fly out of there, too. And I just learned that last night. <laughs> I did not know that. He goes, hey, Dad used to fly out of Turner. I was like, he did? Because he's been around for a long time. He's been a pilot for 60-some years. He's been around for a long time. So that's something he did. So it's got a lot of history. Uh, and I like to meet the people that flew out of these historic airports and a great little place. and just to know that Joe, you started, started there and turned your life around into this full career of, of aviation being involved and Barb, you're just, you know, amazing woman. I you started really,
2: there as well. And you started there too. I started at Turner, put oh my, my name on the list. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. <laughs> And what year was that that you started, uh, what year was it when you started back in Turner? Do you remember what year it was, You uh, were a kid?
2: Oh no, no, no. no. I was, uh, I I'm gonna
0: say it was late 70s. Okay, so late 70s you were back there. Do you know what year, both of you, what year did they actually shut down that airport? When did it not, you know, when did it disappear? I'm at a
2: loss because I had moved away from the
1: area for a while. I would have to say, Martha, it is probably, I left home in 1988, Mm -hmm. um, so I would say it was somewhere in, for the best of my guess, the mid-80s.
0: It was mid-80s. We'll have to do some uh, search on that, because I kind of remember someone in the past telling me it, it was back in the late 80s. I don't think it was early 90s, because they started doing all the development, and that's what took over. You got all these developments here, all these homes and shopping centers, especially getting down to Horsham area. Um, it's a very well developed area and unfortunately the airport's gone. But it's it was a great little place while it was there and people, people know about it. So you have to um, you know, if people are listening to this and I know they are and they've got aviation buffs out there, they'll have to check it out. They have to look it up. Um, they've got some great sites for the old, and I know, Joe, you could give me those sites. Um, we can add that into the podcast for the historic airports, um, the landing strips that were here. You know, like Van Sant. Van Sant's still here. It's, it's, it's being used all the time. You know, some great little airports left. It's wonderful. Yeah. So, Joe, tell me, you know, what you're doing right now. Um, you're involved with this industry and you're meeting some great people out there. So you're, you're helping a lot of companies with what you do. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: So to fast forward all these years, Um, It all just started with that passion and love for helicopters and aviation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was just really that moment when I met Barb and I had a chance to touch the Bell 47 and get up close and personal (laughs) with it. It lit that fire that was just always a continual passion for aircraft in my life that has never changed to this day. It seemed just like yesterday. However, one year ago this week, I got a chance to leave really to live a dream of mine. And I was invited to become the chief executive officer of an electric vertical takeoff and landing design company called Aero G. And I have a a business partner. And thank you for that. Yeah, I have an amazing business partner. His name is Rob Gomez. Rob grew up in aviation. His dad is an airport manager of an airport up in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And he has been in that industry for about 45 or 50 years. And then Rob himself grew up in aviation rob is 32 years of age he's been involved in aviation since he's been about 16 so 16 years in aviation he works mm-hmm. for an fbo there where he orders uh, parts in for deso falcon jets and gets the jets out on the ramp and gets them out and moving and then uh, rob started aero G about five years ago he was in bergen community college and uh, he went ahead and um was a part of a STEM program and um, got a grant for what would be our cargo aircraft known as our UV-4 aircraft and as a result Aerog was born and Rob and I both love flight simulation and we work we networked together on uh, a website that supports X-plane based flight simulation and the moment he saw my passion uh, for, for aviation he saw the advantage of what i could bring to the company he hired me on the spot and then from there that led to working 12 hour days almost seven days a week for the last year like i love oh what gosh. i do it's a part a part of what i do day and night mm-hmm. and uh, and as a result we've had this massive growth of energy in the last year that uh, i'd say we've probably done five years of work in one year one that i'm just very proud of i'm oh, sure we're recognized as one of three hundred and thirty-five different designs in EVTAL and I'd say one of the top twenty-five most respected you know respected EVTAL designers and I worked very hard to get us lots of press so people know who we are all around the world. But our aircraft is unique much more than others because it's a two pilot aircraft, not a single pilot and it's a ten passenger oh, aircraft. So yes, yeah, so we have a two pilot, ten passenger um, and it's hydrogen powered, um, for electric motor aircraft. And uh, the cool thing is I get to fly it every day on X plane because we used our talents to build a model of it and fly it in simulation, just like what will be the real aircraft. And it's a fun aircraft to fly. It's a combination between an airplane and a helicopter. So I get to live, you know, both of those loves in one aircraft.
0: Oh, that's amazing, Joe. I, you, I'm so, I'm jealous very jealous. And Barb, Barb, what do you think about all this? Because of you, with Joe getting involved in the aviation, because of you, and now look what he's doing. Can you can you believe this? This man has an incredible opportunity right here.
2: Proud as punch. I mean, you know, little did I assume that on that one day that it, he was going to go forward and, and make this the rest of his life. I was so impressed when I you know, touched base with him so many years later and found out he had taken that path and been as successful as he is.
0: Oh, he's very successful and he's really going to be making some changes here with the drone industry the way it is right now. And that is going to be huge because he's doing something that that most people aren't doing. And what's also amazing is that I connected him to Barry Alexander of Aquiland Drones who was just on the podcast just recently. I also am a student of Aquiline Drones. And when he he had called me, Joe left a message and I, I didn't get a chance to get back to him. And he's like, we had an amazing conversation, Barry and him. I'm like, it's perfect. It's a perfect combination with everything that Joe's doing and what Barry's doing. You don't know what's gonna come out of that. I I see some kind of um, some kind of I don't know partnership, but I think Barry is going to be very interested in what you're doing. Definitely, Joe, you, you
1: are- And you're very right, Martha, because let me tell you the result of that conversation. First of all, thank you for the referral of Barry. The hour that we had together was absolutely inspirational. It was very synergistic. And I can proudly share with you that when we are ready to build our 1 scale prototype mm-hmm. aircraft, I'm going to have Barry's company build it. He's a perfect fit for having advanced drone technology to build a 116th scale of our aircraft. And then I have a designer chosen for a 18th scale, which is up in Canada. And the one-eighth scale aircraft would have a six-foot wingspan, and it would be a replication of exactly what we want to fly to help eventually meet the path of FAA certification. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Barry's an excellent fit for oh, I'm that, and so, he's so happy. knowledgeable and such an incredible guy. I can't tell you how much I appreciate the referral, but he's a fun guy to talk to.
0: Yes, he is. He was, and Barb, you get a chance to make sure you listen to that podcast on Barry because it is really very interesting uh, what he started, oh you have to listen it's in French too by the way not just English so I was, um, I had to make it into French, I had so many people emailing me they were inboxing me on Facebook and on LinkedIn I couldn't keep up and then Joe came into the picture during that time I was like oh my gosh I don't know if I can take another, I'm I'm glad I did because I looked like oh my gosh, this, this guy's from a local area. You know, even though he's living down in Florida, but he knows the area so well. We've been on the phone multiple times. And you were telling me all about, you know, Bucks County. You know Bucks County very well. But the connections that we have made just in the last, what, two, three weeks, it's been incredible.
1: You know, you, there are several, and... You know it all has one foundational concept and that is that there there are three that i can think of but during the course of my life uh, there have been three women in aviation that have all been pioneers that just at the right time mm-hmm. had touched my life first it was barb introducing me to the bell 47 and the huey and lighting that fire and then a little bit later on in life a group that i'm uh, affiliated with helicopter association international stacy sheard who will would love to be a guest on your podcast in the future she's chief pilot for a big sportswear company there in the northeast called fanatics she flies an aw 139 vip <laughs> leonardo aircraft for them uh, she was you know, i met her at a trade show and and uh and, you know, she told me a little bit about her history and said, Joe, I'm happy to help you anytime you have questions, want to help you stay connected. And then later, a third and last amazing woman, her name is Catherine Perwin, and she's chief executive officer of Helinet in Los Angeles, California, which is the largest provider of helicopters in the Los Angeles region. And her com- and her husband, before he died, he was killed at a tragic Fixed wing oh, no. crash as a passenger. Oh no! He wasn't even flying. It happened in South America several years ago. Um, her husband was a really, really big legend in the industry, and his name, Alan Perwin, was mm. one of the most respected cinematography-based oh, helicopter gosh. pilots in the world. He's he flew over a hundred uh, major uh, motion pictures, and a lot of the you know the the uh, great films that you knew in the, you know, 80s, 90s and 00s and zero were just that. They were, they were flown by him. And she took over the reins of Helenette after he passed away. And she is one of the most respected helicopter operators in the world. One of the things that she does in giving back to the community is they have two Sikorsky S-76 helicopters, a B and a C model, and they're both being donated, uh, Two, and they're painted for Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. They provide the helicopters, the pilots, the fuel, everything, so that the children have the best emergency helicopter transportation in LA. And it's, in addition to a fleet of helicopters that involve A stars for electronic news gathering, they've got two Black Hawks for firefighting. Oh wow! I mean, this is just stellar. And when I reach out to Catherine. She always make time for me and I'll say Catherine you know am I doing this right as the CEO you know I have to make this step and what are your thoughts and she's like Joe I believe in you you're doing well keep up the good work and just having that continual support over the years Barb and then next uh, Stacy and then Catherine has just been amazing because these people have just been so instrumental in the formation Mm -hmm. of who I am and it's so amazing to see you know this Whirly Girls organization and Catherine by the way has a tremendous amount of flight time is a pilot like Stacy and like Barb so they're all part of Whirly Girls just this is amazing oh, group of so women. all
0: three are yes. all three are. I thought so Barb and I talked about Whirly Girls and I knew Stacy but I didn't know Catherine was too what so oh Whirly yeah Girls Catherine
1: started out in the deal. beginning when she met Alan she learned to fly and as the CEO she can go do a lot of the same flights that 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 we talk about I mean she's more involved in the executive aspect but she loves getting behind the stick of a helicopter and 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 flying missions whenever possible And yeah she's got a lot thousands of hours of turbine helicopter this is
0: amazing the connection cool just that one person who makes a difference in someone's life hack it continues on throughout your life each person making a difference And that's all you need is that one person, think about it. Even today's world, with everything going on, if you make one, just meet one person and make a difference, and that will keep going and change a person's life. Barb, you've changed a person's life, and that person there, Joe, has also made a difference in other people's lives, just like those other women that have connected with him. They've changed hundreds of people's lives, if not thousands of people. Think about that, Barb. You you part of you're part of that, and you should feel really good about yourself right now. Amazing what <laughs> you've done, and being a part of the Whirly Girls. I think about that. Oh my gosh, it's just amazing. Life is amazing, and it's just it's a love of aviation. And you know, one of the things I learned because I took helicopter lessons too. I just didn't get to continue with that because I told Joe being involved with the farm. I got involved, and it's 24-7. I did not get to continue it, and I'm sorry I didn't. I couldn't. I was working so much seven days a week on a farm taking care of horses and farming and all the women that were there. It was immense. Very, very hard work. But I loved aviation since the time i have been five. I always wanted to fly, and I finally got that dream when I was on the farm because I had a friend involved in ATC, and she got me into a plane, and that was it. That was my dream became possible because now I could actually take lessons because that would be my break. I would leave the farm, go take my flight lesson, and then I have to go back to the farm and get back right into the work. And they would have a horse tacked up for me. Let's go. Let's go ride. So I went from plane to horse and then work and then go back to the plane the next day. So it was kind of crazy. But, it, you know, I got into a helicopter. I think I had 10 lessons And one of the things I'll never forget is the instructor told me, "Woman and helicopters are a good match because we have the finesse of our hands, the slight touch, and that's all a helicopter needs. It doesn't need to be overpowered. One of the things is that you need a very light hand, and a woman's hand can do that. It's different than a man's hand, and that's why they say the 1% of Woman helicopter pilots are excellent helicopter pilots. The ones that fly are, are great. So I know, Barb, you are, you know, something that you were in the beginning. You started that back in the 70s. And how many other people... Oh, it people, was early, yeah. How many other people do you think you touched in, in aviation? Think about it, going, you know, not just Joe, but you you helped other people and you might not even realize it how many other people came to you that had an interest or just wanted to see the helicopter there's, there's this lady in a, in a, in a jumpsuit and, you know, flight gear. And it's like, how many other people do you think you made a difference in? You have no idea.
2: I have no idea. Like I said, we did an awful lot of tours of those ships. And, yeah. And yeah.
0: Was a- well, you never know. There might be somebody that reaches out to you because of this podcast and then they hear this. You never know because it brings people out. They're like, you know that Barb Christie was on her podcast and, you know, Joe, you know, all that comes together. People hear that and they see things and you never know. Somebody might find you or want to reach out to you. And you do have a business now, um, so you're easy to contact. Because I I even looked you up, so you're easy to find. Very easy. (laughs) (laughs) And, Martha, to continue the
1: story, it gets even more exciting because I actually got to take my first helicopter lesson in 1988. So now you're looking at the fact that I'm 23 years old and you're absolutely right about that touch because I told Barb this story. And that is, you know, I did my piston helicopter training Mm -hmm. in the Schweitzer 300. I lived in North Carolina at the time, and I did that over the Smoky Mountains near Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, which was a wonderful environment to learn mountain flying and helicopters. And then I did some of the turbine transition work here in Orlando in an A-Star, which a lot of people up in the Northeast Carter know, um, you know, is flown by the TV stations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the helicopter, the the A-Star, with its hydraulics, it requires a very light touch. When I say light touch, you know, that cyclic is not really being moved for really more than like a quarter inch of a right. Really right. tiny little control changes. But, you know, boy, was I overpowering, you know, the helicopter oh, no. in the way that I would attempt to hover. And I said to Barb, if you want to see something hilariously funny, watch me on the tarmac in an A-Star with an instructor at 50 feet above the ground, and I'm just swaying back and forth like (sighs) a pendulum because I was truly over-controlling the helicopter. It doesn't mean much. Yeah, it doesn't mean much at all. And so to continue the story, Um, How was I able to get back? So one of the things that I love doing in my spare time is I am an open water swimmer. In the last three years, I have open water swam here in Orlando, Florida. Specifically, I'm a lake swimmer over 200 kilometers of distance. That's the width of the state of Florida. And I love water and I love to swim. And one day at the lake swim, a gentleman Mm -hmm. appeared who I kind of almost adopted to be one of three brothers. And all three of these men who are very, very close friends that are like brothers are all some of the most gifted helicopter pilots in the world. Robert's in Saudi Arabia flying AW-139s like Stacy, but he flies for Saudi Aramco, their gas oil producer. Uh, Cedric's in in, uh, Arkansas. He flies both uh, the S-76 helicopter and corporate jets. And then Alexi, who I'm extremely proud of, Who I've kind of mentored along is currently in Missouri flying EMS. But when I met Alexi, he was flying tours here in Orlando. And I asked him what he wanted to do with his career. And he said, Joe, ever since I've been a little boy, I dream of being an air medical pilot. And it's a very, Mm -hmm. very long journey to get there. And I worked with him step by step. We got him a job in Louisiana, both Cedric and I and Robert. Cedric and Robert worked for the same company in Louisiana, flying offshore, a company called RLC. Got Alexi his first job flying offshore for a couple of years to build up all this turbine time in what is known as the Bell 407 helicopter. Mm-hmm. And today, uh, Alexi just has his one-year anniversary as a air medical helicopter oh, pilot in he in Missouri. And and he sent me a video of, of himself flying in for uh, this this homecoming. Of, of like a high school marching band. And he flew that aircraft in and landed it right in the, the center of a football field. I mean, Amazing. like precision flying. And to see him in his jumpsuit with the flight helmet, oh, awesome. speaking to kids and inspiring people, just mm-hmm. like Barb inspired me, it brings it all back full circle.
0: It does bring it full circle. Everybody's inspiring someone to do something. And, you know, if this podcast can inspire people to get out there and explore go out there and take that first test run you know you you know want that discovery flight when you're in a fixed wing you want to go into that helicopter and, and just get the feel i mean it's just an amazing feeling to go in a helicopter in fact i took i took my my fixed wing instructor into a helicopter okay and he's like no uh, nope, I'm not doing that. I was like, "Well, why?" Because it's an incredible machine. You've never done this. He's like, "No, but I did it just so." Hey, come along on one of my lessons, okay? And he did. <laughs> yeah, and I can I, I cannot say what he said, but he just said, "My mind just got." uh. <laughs> what just happens? Because <laughs> it's when they did the. And he goes auto. It was auto rotation. And he's like, Martha, did, 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 what happened? What just happened? He goes, No, I'm not doing. I am not doing that again. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. He goes, His heart stopped. He, and he goes, Like, I, 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 I understand why you love it, but he goes, I'm staying in a fixed wing. <laughs> he never went back in a helicopter again. Because his wife was really upset too. He's like, You can't get in a helicopter. They're dangerous. But, you know, it is, uh, it's an amazing machine. When you think about, you know, those rotors are... It's an incredible, incredible experience. And I always tell people, if you haven't done it, get into a helicopter. Take a lesson. Just, you know, and take a fixed wing. That way you both can, you know, you can figure out what you like. You know, try to get some, get some lessons. Actually, I had a couple girls that were scared to death to fly in a commercial airliner. They had to go somewhere and they're like I really want to go and I said you know what will beat your fear you beat your fear by taking a flight lesson and they couldn't understand why and then about six months later that girl got a hold of me and she said Martha I took your advice and I, I got a lesson she goes and guess what I'm going to be a licensed pilot I'm like what she was so scared to fly think about this all of a sudden this girl decided to take my advice and now she's going to be a pilot and she's not scared of flying anymore
1: you know martha you make an excellent point because think about it i'm 12 i'm not even yet 13 i don't even have a driver's license to drive Uh a car and i'm with an instructor and i'm behind the controls of an airplane and i am responsible for the entire takeoff Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, upwind, downwind, and then landing, you know, at that age. And I'll tell you what, when you're fighting a crosswind, like I remember one day at Turner, (laughs) I'll never forget this day. So my dad gave me my first flying lesson, um, as a gift for my 13th birthday. So it was about a week before, and here I am at Turner, and he's there, and he's watching me. And like I was not even tall enough for my feet to reach the pedals. We had to put blocks oh
0: my on gosh. the rudder
1: pedals. And it took me two seat cushions, true story, to see over the dashboard of the Piper Cherokee 140 Cruiser. But I could fly that airplane extremely well. I could taxi and I could fly. And there was this one day, a couple of months in my flight lesson where I had a takeoff landing uh, well, with a crosswind of about 35 knots and my dad was watching from the ground and my instructors see me like fight the controls to keep this aircraft stable and climbing in a takeoff with like a 35 knot crosswind and my dad said he <laughs> thought his heart was gonna stop and my instructor was like come on jay you've got it and it takes like all of that mental energy because that's quite a challenge it but is. yet mm-hmm. you realize that you have your life and the life of mm-hmm. someone else a flight instructor in your hands you're not even 13. my dad told me the reason he gave me that flying lesson at first and many after was to teach me responsibility Mm -hmm. Um, and and you really do learn that when you hold someone else's life in your hands at at, a young a young young age you do
0: yeah yeah and that's the gift that you know people could do for others is give them a gift of flight. you know may they may not stick with it but it's something that they can experience And that could change their lives. You don't know where it can lead. And I really, I, you know, even when I was on the farm, I would get all the girls that would come in. It's like, hey, want to go over to the airport? You want to go see the plane I fly? And they weren't sure at first, but they did. They went along. I got a couple of them actually taking lessons at that point. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I might have made a change in someone's life. I don't know that. You know, I never heard from them again you know they were either a border or someone that was visiting friend of a friend and just take them over to the airport because i was so thrilled about what i was doing and it's so exciting it is and you
1: it's, bring up another great point because all three of my adopted brothers all three of these women that i mentioned and you it, everyone has one you know factor in common Mm -hmm. everybody is a flight instructor and Mm -hmm. and all of these people are all teaching others to fly and here's the cool thing i also have in addition to three adopted brothers three adopted sisters the reason i have them is because i grew up um only having one family member and i really just never had that influence of multiple brothers and sisters i have an adopted sister we're very close her name is danielle we like swim together she's just Uh, completing her 500th kilometer this week. Mm. We've done a lot of swimming together. And one day when she's visiting me at my home, I'm showing her our AG-4 and flight simulation and Rob and I are the only two that know how to fly it, right? Because we created it. It's a fictitious aircraft. Mm -hmm. So I'm teaching Danielle how to fly the AG-4. And just to see her uh, there at my desk with a a joystick flight simulation, wireless Mm -hmm. joystick flight simulation and she puts her hands on uh, on that, and as a result focuses on flying, and I show her the basic controls, it's a lot different than an airplane and a helicopter, right? It's not cyclic right. and collective, or it's not yoke and, and pedals, it's, um, uh, we have ducted fan technology, right? So we're rotating these fans for forward flight, and as a result, you know, she's, you know, coming up off the ground like a helicopter, but going into this translational lift in forward Flight, you know, with these ducted fans, mm-hmm. and, you know, flying in New York City of all places. I taught her to fly uh, there in, in Manhattan on X-Plane, you know, this beautiful Wall Street heliport, but to, you know, come off the deck into a hover, then go into forward Flight. Oh, in our wow. aircraft, you go from takeoff to forward Flight. And specifically, you're at about 287 knots from start. Hmm. The moment you come up off the deck, so you're at about almost 300 knots, is two minutes. It's a very, very busy two minutes. I mean, you're coming off the ground hover, finding your wind, going into forward flight, and then you're flying at the speed of a turboprop, a lot like King Air. Yeah. And, I, and I've got Danielle, you know, learning to hover this, going to forward flight. But when you're in forward flight and you're at almost 300 knots, it's amazingly fast. And as a result, uh, what you can do with with an eVTOL is nothing short of amazing. And having this small area to take off and land it only takes about uh, 50 foot in diameter concrete pad. And next thing you know, you've got the range of, uh, you know, a couple hundred nautical miles. So to be able to bring in this love of an airplane and helicopter mix, which is eVTOL, mm-hmm. to see Danielle flights, again, as you said, women the touch very very because the controls are very sensitive flies it like a pro and and now she's only one of just like a couple people flying our aircraft the great part is when rob and i met and we talked about the ag 4 and i said you know what rob we need to have this on x plane we need to show it to the world i actually became uh the investor and and raised the money to develop this platform on x plane so everyone in the world um, can fly our aircraft the first electric vertical takeoff an aircraft on x-plane you can buy it on x-plane cost you 20 bucks okay you get the flight controls you can fly it just like we do and as a result this is technology that is still a few years away from coming out but it's just fun to fly and flight simulation especially during covid you know we're doing the whole oh, social sure. distancing sure. thing i have it set up on my imac and i just kind of get into that zone and i fly for hours and i probably you know, have that's great as a of my first 500 hours flying this aircraft
0: we really need to make make sure i have all these links uh joe because a lot of people out there that would love to have this i mean even for people that are into the drone training anybody in drone training that would really help their flying skills being in that that would, that's a great idea I really think that we uh, will get you out there and you know, even on this podcast and it, it's listened to on all these countries. I think people will really could sure. utilize that. Um, yeah.
1: I've, we've already done a professional YouTube video that shows the aircraft and flight simulation. Okay. But to bring, to bring far back into this, Barb is starting to show an interest now in drones. Uh-huh. And I think that Martha, <laughs> you and I, with our drone knowledge, we've been, you know, you're flying. I've been flying drones for a couple of years. We could teach her how to fly drones. I think Barb, Barb would make an amazing Barb. drone. I know.
2: Barb, why don't I you
0: know. join me with school and Aqualine drones? We could. Oh, oh my gosh. Think about it. We could have, Barb, we could be two women in business, drone operators, search and rescue law enforcement they need the infra we're going to have infrared on those drones and we can locate missing dogs people you know it's it can go to areas that helicopters and planes can't that's why drone services yes. are, are real big right now you and i you get into school get your you know oh my gosh barry look out <laughs> we got martha you're
1: right this could be you trees. think of the I, think of the possibilities Real estate is huge. Real People estate take everywhere. Videos and pictures for real estate, and what you mm-hmm. said, thermal imaging, which is my expertise. That's okay? what I I love to... Flir. I flown Flir on the drone. You can be doing everything from missing children and and yes, dogs. Yes. You could be doing roof inspections for you know leaks, thermal leaks. That's you know, exactly in homes. Exactly
0: where I think I'm headed because insurance
1: companies, and, right, that need right. to show damage loss. That could be an amazing business for the two of you. I I fully agree. That could be a great opportunity. That's definitely
0: where I'm going with it because I know that, and even Barry told me I could have like two different drones. You could have business and use multiple uses. So you could have an infrared, you could have a different type of drone depending on what people need it for. Barb, this is an opportunity. You know, I know you have Mm. your, your dog business, but if you get involved with this, We'll be definitely talking off off the podcast, and we have to keep in touch because this is something we need to think about. You're right here in the same area, and we're close. We're not far—oh, my gosh. That just— they, well, Joe, Joe, this, this is all your fault, Joe. <laughs> it is Joe's fault. It is Joe's fault. <laughs> just came up with this, like, you know what? You know, because why not, Barb? You have been involved with aviation your whole life. You're, a hel- you're going back to the 70s, a helicopter pilot. What perfect opportunity for you to get involved in something like this.
2: It is. And, you know, I, I was reading some of your material and saw that, you know, now I'm going to go to drone school. And I thought, golly, she's going to drone school. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately I school. had to get... i had to get in touch with joe right away i said you know tell me about drones (laughs) i can tell you
0: i will definitely tell you more about aquiline but definitely go to the site i have all the links in that podcast no matter i don't know if you listen on spotify or apple or whatever you just listen to but all the links are in there um i can send them to you but it's easier just to go right to the to the podcast and pull right out of there oh yeah And, you know, Martha,
1: I could totally envision the future. Like, I can see what this is lining up to be. Barb is a world-class dog trainer. Mm -hmm. She's extremely gifted when it comes to canines. And someone says to Barb, Barb, I have a lost dog. She launches the drone. Say it's like 2 in the morning, right? And it's dark and totally quiet. And she's got infrared. You would have what we had maybe back in the 70s as, like, FLIR, forward-looking infrared, capabilities on the drone, mm-hmm. you'd be able to see, I mean, you go up to altitude, you'd find that dog and, and that heat signature so quickly. Right, right. Or even at a later Absolutely. point in time, again, there's you know a you know, a damage assessment may mm-hmm. need to be done by an insurance company and the drone can get in close. It can get um, very close. So yeah. many different things you could do, but again, with the connections you have and the skill level you each have, uh you know, I fly I on a regular a basis. Good, yeah.
0: Good- A good opportunity. And, you know, I had some people contact me. They're like, Martha, you know, because I'm involved with these lost dogs all within Bucks County. I always, like, when I see something, I post it on all media so people can, like, be aware. Okay, we have a missing dog. And Team Ruby's great. They are excellent at finding lost dogs. But sometimes it takes a lot longer than they want to. But if you have a person with that that capability, the the heat sensor, the, the infrared, um, Keith up here in, um, in Doylestown, he's great. He has a drone. But he even said, he goes, I can't, I can't find him with my drone. We need more than that. We need infra- We need heat sensor because that's where you're going to come in. That's where you could help, you know, have a business, you know, work with some of these teams that are missing dogs or are missing children or work with, you know, maybe Doylestown Police Department and help in, in search and rescue. That's where I think we should, you know, have some type of business and help out our Bucks County or Montgomery County, Lehigh County in this area. I mean, getting to New Jersey right. to help, too. I mean, that's, that's a way to go. And and those those drones that Aquiline has, they're going to have the Spartacus, the Spartacus line, right? So those, they're heavy-duty drones. That's not like a toy. It's not a toy. Um, you definitely have to get on that site barb and check it out. Check out their drones. Absolutely. Check Absolutely, yeah. Look into it, and you know, when you sign up for it, um, it's really—it's an intense course. It's going to be about seven, eight weeks till you get done. But you know, we need to do a lot more even after we're done with school. So you're, you're perfect timing. We're stuck in a crisis. What else are we going to do? Um, right. sit, sit at home, get your studies in. You know, work with your dog. You still have your business. And continue to do that. And, you know, even we get a drone business, you can continue. Dogs will do drones. I, I think it's a perfect opportunity. And it's, it's because of Joe connecting us. I found Joe. Joe has you. You know, the circle comes complete again. <laughs> Once again. You know, Martha, one of the things
1: that I shared with Barb, it's really cool, is, you know, during this COVID crisis, obviously – I'm spending a lot of time in flight simulation, but to stay sharp mm-hmm. as a drone pilot, um, I have a um, a drone simulator. So, to my Mac, if you want, using an iMac, I have a uh, controller, a DJI controller. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I use, that can, that I that I connect in, and as a result, I have a full simulator on my computer that keeps my skills sharp mm. as a drone pilot, because, you know, you got to be, you know, it's the same thing, that finesse, right, is having yeah. those two joystick controllers and just remembering what is altitude, what is attitude, you know, coordinated turns, the drone's coming at you from a different direction, so your control inputs are opposite. These things you remember, and having a drone simulator is just a wonderful way to keep current and to keep the costs down and that's one of the things I said to Barb is that's a great way when you get started when you learn to fly Mm -hmm. rather than just grabbing a drone and worrying about it having collision avoidance and not hitting a tree or a house Yes, you're new exactly. and you're starting is mm-hmm. you to start with the simulator because then you crash the simulator you know you just reset it it's not the end of the world right that's how you become sharp but it's a really really good tool just to get you comfortable with the controls Absolutely. and what you're visualizing because the first time I flew a drone and it was not going away from me but coming at me mm-hmm. and then left was right and right was left you gotta be careful there it's like when you're learning to fly RC because mm-hmm. it's Opposite control inputs. Right. Uh, the simulator is just a great tool, and they've become so good today they can just replicate almost any type of different conditions. If you're on the side of a virtual house of a computer, or like out in a field, the point is uh, the simulator will help keep you sharp. And again, it keeps you connected. You can also practice infrared on the computer as well. They have infrared simulators, so you learn oh, that's great. the different heat signatures and. Is it a dog, or is it you know a warm bucket that was mm-hmm. left outside when you're at 500 feet and you're analyzing infrared? Over the course of my career, I had a uh, a 25 year span where I sold high tech electronics to law enforcement. That would have been the career that led up to Era G. So I actually taught forward looking infrared to law enforcement. Interesting. It was ground I didn't know that. ground yeah ground based flare. It was mounted on the roof, a thermal imager on the roof of a police vehicle. But, you know, white is hot, black is Mm -hmm. cold, all the different thermal images. But thermal images are so amazingly beautiful to look at. And they're like art and everyone is unique. It's an amazing tool because, like you said, on a drone, a drone can fly oftentimes, you know, when, say, for example, a law enforcement helicopter cannot. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference between finding someone or an animal or, or not when law enforcement or search and rescue is not flying yes a thermal imager on a drone is an extremely powerful tool and i've proven that time and time again when i've analyzed the images Mm -hmm. so with that being said uh the simulation aspect is a great way especially during covid to keep sharp at your skills um or that or you're kind of flying alone right because we're doing the the social distancing but drones overall as you know are inexpensive to fly Mm -hmm. you know you just obviously need to have a couple sets of batteries Mm -hmm. and you go out and you just have a great day drone flying
0: yeah as long as the kids aren't crashing into the homes (laughs) I've seen that happen (laughs) exactly that's right Yeah, the kids, they just get it out of the box, start flying, and they must go through three or four of them because they're crashing them because they don't know what they're doing. Well, <laughs> or they're like sneaking into people's—that's the thing—they they sneak into people's windows and they're trying to look at. And next thing you know, the thing crashes into the window or the building. Uh, yeah, that's why they thats why Barry really wants to get people out there and be certified because yeah. it's—it's not a toy. It's not. It can hurt yeah. animals. It can hurt sure. people it can be damaging to even you know structures it can do a lot of things so that's why it's important that you know when you have an faa certified sure. drone pilot that makes a huge difference that someone's just not you know you know a fly fly by night uh, situation um you don't want people just flying them they don't know what they're doing
1: um, and martha you know your point is excellent i'll give you two really good examples I research, one of the things I've done over the years is I research helicopter crashes. They certainly uh, are no joke. And I do that to become a better pilot and learn what happens so it can be prevented. And Mm -hmm. in the last 90 days, i read two stories that were really mind-blowing. One, which is up outside of Hartford, Connecticut, where an air medical helicopter was on final approach to a rooftop helipad at a hospital. And the pilot saw a drone very close to his helicopter um, that was hovering to get video of the drone landing. And they actually found the drone with the rotor spinning up on the roof. They went up and grabbed oh, it, oh pulled my, it out of service.
2: Gosh. Yeah, they
1: grabbed it and said, You're done. On another occasion a couple of weeks ago, the Los Angeles Police Department had an interaction with the drone where actually it struck the underside of the aircraft. I oh mean, they're my. flying in Los Angeles you're a police pilot and you like all of a sudden you have to be ready to see this thing you know flying out of the air I said this to Alexi as, as a helicopter UMS pilot I said you've gotta because I taught Alexi how to fly drones I said you've gotta be ready as a helicopter pilot just to see these in your flight path and know that collisions are happening much more and oh, you can never ever interact with an aircraft so they're just two examples like they're so,
0: need drones to yeah. watch for the other drones that are you're right it's almost like you need a company that can monitor that like you need like a system to monitor for drone activity around these aircraft or around you know medical areas oh my i can't even imagine and you
1: know you know martha they do quite a bit of damage in a scenario like that i'll give an example i have a friend that's an electronic news gathering uh videographer for who I had mentioned for Catherine's company, Helenet, in LA. So they fly all the high speed pursuits out in LA. And so an amazing uh, you know, he's an amazing photographer. And one day he and the pilot and the talent, whose name's Chris Christie, were aboard their their helicopter, and um, they were actually struck by a drone. Chris Christie's and, um, was? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, there's a really interesting story behind that. And I remember the day that happened and I talked to Rob, the videographer of that, and they actually showed, and a couple stories were written about this, where actually showed the damage the drone did to the helicopter. It was oh, actually, no. believe it or not, a lot larger than you would have imagined. But just the force, right, the combined force of opposing forces. But mm-hmm. the point is, that was a very close call. The drone could have brought down their helicopters oh, gotcha. and that's terrible. Yes, absolutely. So for that reason, we are seeing more and more collisions with helicopters happen. And as a result, uh, you're you're right. It, and that's we need why. to have them
0: FAA. we have to have those drone operators FAA yes. certified absolutely, to be yes. safe. yes we can't just have any of any person It's all flying about
1: on. safety, Martha. Just as it's important as you fly an airplane or helicopter. Right. You have a responsibility as a pilot in safety not to collide with other aircraft. And you have to remember when you take a drone off the ground, mm-hmm. that that is now an aircraft and it's it can an do damage. You're
0: in airspace it is. now. It's
1: you're, sharing airspace.
0: Yep, you're sharing airspace. You're sharing airspace. Yep. Wow. Wow. What an incredible, um, this has been an incredible conversation guys. I can't tell you. I'm, I've been so happy to have you here, both of you. And there's so much to learn. And Barb is going to be, <laughs> she's going to be a drone operator, Joe,
1: I'm so proud of her and so excited. I can't wait for the day that I see video of Barb flying the drone. It's just going to be full circle. It's amazing how we each touch each we other's lives. We all
0: need to meet. Actually, you know what, Joe? I am actually going to be taking, I've got two cars. I'm still doing delivery of cars once in a while. I actually right. was telling everybody, I have to go to LA next week to go to California. I have to drop. I'm flying out, picking up a car and driving it back here. But in January I'm going to Florida twice. And I'm coming right through Orlando, I believe. I've got a friend who's the FA, she's the one that taught me. She lives down in Orlando. She's down there. Um right yeah, outside Yeah, when you're of in
1: LA, I'll, I'll connect you with Catherine Perwin, she'll give you a tour of Helenette oh in my Los gosh. Angeles. And when you're here, yeah, we'll definitely get together when you're in Orlando. I'll I be would flying, love the opportunity them flying to
0: LAX on Wednesday.
1: I could set that up. I could have someone at held in that schedule that and get you that operation and show you around. They're right there at Van Nuys airport. Biggest I, helicopter oh my operator gosh, on the gosh! Because ramp. I'm
0: actually going to be stay. I have to stay overnight because I'm, I'm packing up the apartment for them. Yeah. So I have to, I am probably going to stay overnight and then leave the next day to drive the car back. So I'm getting in in the late morning on Wednesday and I've got the whole day ahead of me. So Yeah. Whatever you can do, Joe, I I would be grateful. Oh, I'll totally for, hook you up. Yeah, I I'll give you, you some will. names. If
1: you walk right into Helenet, they will roll out the the red carpet for you. But oh you get gosh. a chance to see one of the, the busiest helicopter operators there in Los Angeles. But just the tarmac alone of the aircraft—it's like oh. ten aircraft on the tarmac. It, it'll it'll oh knock gosh. your socks off. And Van Nuys is one of the coolest. Yeah, private airports, I've to heard. Order. one of the busiest general aviation airports mm-hmm. in the world. You get out there and you listen to air traffic control, it is nonstop excitement and van Nuys. Yeah, I'll oh, well. totally make that oh, happen my. for you.
0: Barb, can you believe this conversation? Can you believe this? I mean, you didn't expect any on of this. On and on we short. go. <laughs> keep, on, <laughs> keep on going. It's an amazing, amazing world that we have, the connections that we have, and they're only going to grow. I can see that coming. Oh, Joe, I, we thank you so much. Barb, I thank you very much. Um your thank first you. podcast and I'm sure you know, you weren't nervous after the first 2 minutes, right? What? You what? what? You talk a ner- now? <laughs> <laughs> You were nervous. We know Joe. Joe loves this. I know he does. Oh,
1: I do. Between voiceover and all the different podcasts, yes. I am honored to be on this podcast today with two women I have a great deal of respect for. That's I've great. enjoyed our time together, and it's great how we'll be able to motivate others. And again, a true honor to be here today, uh, Martha. And thank you for uh, allowing me to share my story and, oh, and, and have Barb on as well. It's been a total blast. I've had a great it time. It
2: has.
0: Thank you guys so much. And we will all be talking very soon soon not on a podcast but we'll be staying in touch because the connection that we have made is priceless and i can't tell you how much i thank both of you it's amazing amazing world i'm really really happy that you were both here and to share your story of aviation and how you met and it's just how it connected it's it's an amazing amazing story i can't wait to get this out there I've got three to get published, edit and publish. And um, I may turn this one into French because the French absolutely love, it. love, they love hearing about the aviation and the drones. And I think I'm going to turn this one over to French to let
1: them I hear. I took it. French in high school. I cannot wait to hear this in French. It would be amazing. Well,
2: you know, I that took I, French in junior high. <laughs> so I'd like to know that it paid off somewhere along well, the line. Well,
0: yeah, th- the I thing is, I had French two for five years. But now that we have artificial intelligence, guess what I can do? I take that transcript, I turn it right over and put it in the AI software, and it just translates it, and it gives me a voice. <laughs> it <gives> wow! Me- <laughs> I love what I do. I love my podcast show. I do. And I love being able to help others do this. Actually, I just well, I wrote a book uh, a while ago. And now I wanted to experiment with it, what it can do. So I took it into my AI, and it talked to me with a beautiful voice. I can put an audio book <laughs> out there, and with little effort.
1: So I, I th- love this. Oh yeah, it's I never even know that technology existed in oh, AI. You when have it came no to idea. Podcast. Actually, How exciting. In-
0: <laughs> so even in my podcast, as we speak, if we have errors, and I feel like fixing, like need to take the ums the likes right the o's i pull all those out of the podcast redo wow. you, it takes it out and then cleans up the podcast so we don't and i can take out you know brass i can do all that stuff so if i you know feel like that oh i have too many o's or you know i'll take those out like right now as i'm talking i'm going to take that out i'm going to leave this in so people understand that it is possible to edit anything in the world and use your own voice to dub over and fix voice. I can fix words that I don't say correctly and use my own artificial, my artificial voice. But it's me. But it's not me talking. It's my artificial intelligence voice. Can you... I can, love it. Yeah. I knew technology. you would. <laughs> I love this. I'm very techie. I'm a very techie And person.
1: just so you know, too, Stacy Sheard said, uh, number one, Today's her birthday, and she got called last minute to do a flight yeah. for the CEO of Fanatics. Yeah. She said that she would love to, at a separate point in time, uh, be uh, a guest on your show and just I'd talk more about aviation. And, and she is uh, based there in Bucks County. Her home is in Bucks County. Oh, she's here. And she's, she's flying here. out of the Philadelphia region. Oh, yeah, That's okay. so, all okay yeah so yeah so she would you know love to talk oh, more connect. about bucks county and her connection there
0: i would love to have her on and you know in this podcast we'll keep growing and keep getting fantastic fantastic interviews from all over the world and i'm excited to to be able to do this and share and these you know, stories. the exciting
1: part is right now we've just recorded this right right but in but like the next eight weeks. There will be someone, we don't know who they are, Barb, you, i we've not met them, but at least one person, if not many, mm-hmm. that will one day come to us and said, you know, I remember this COVID thing was happening. It was before Christmas, and I heard this interview, and you all touched my life, and that is going to be amazing That's... to give back. Like, we don't know is who it? the person's going to be, no. but I'm telling you right no. now, this is going to happen, and we're going to get to know yet someone... That right now is a complete stranger that will be a part of our lives
0: oh it happens because the person on linkedin that contacted me from france i had no idea who he was but he's like i really want to hear your story about aquiline drones can you transcribe it and put it in french because my english is bad you know i had a couple ideas for him i said you could get an earpiece that can translate right away that you don't i don't have to do all the work you just get the earpiece because you can talk to anybody with an earpiece or with whatever language you want. So I'm talking English, they hear it in their language. They have the earpiece, I have the earpiece. We can converse in our own language and it just transcribes it and you hear it. That's an incredible technology. And then you wow. got the other technology that I do is transcribe, put it in AI, and then, you know, translates in, in a hundred some languages. So he contacted me and I said, I can do that for you because he might not have the money to buy the earpiece. They've gone down right. in price. They used to be $2,000 a piece. Now wow. you can get a package of two pieces, two earbuds for two to $300. That's wow. how much it's come down. It's great for companies. It's great when you travel and you can talk to someone in China or,
2: you know, anywhere in the world, any language. Right. They just put about 2 million translators
0: out of business. Well, people, they still need translators. Not everybody's going to buy the piece. It might not be really accurate. Nothing is going to be completely accurate, but it's close. So there's still people out there that are doing transcriptions and transcribing. You know, they're there. They need it. That's never going to go away because you have artificial intelligence. It really helps. So, But the people that actually did the transcription where you're actually typing it out, you don't need that. You just need your voice now. So I just use my voice, and it just automatically trans—it just does it automatically. It's fast, very fast. But you know that—that's what's incredible. That person touched base with me, and it's like, "Can you do this?" You know, because they're involved with Drone Volt in France, and Drone Volt and Aquiline Drones are in partnership. That's why this French podcast went viral. I never saw so many downloads. I'm like, wait, what just happened? <laughs>
1: Wow, that's great news.
0: Okay, well, France, you know, we love France. I love France. I've always loved France. I've always loved the French language. I took five years of it. And now we have this connection, and I've got more French people contacting me than ever. So it's Martha, you would have never
1: imagined five years ago, right, when you're moving these cars all around the United States that one day you'd be doing a podcast because you'd moved a lot of cars in a lot of states and driven a lot of million miles. I've
0: driven... 2 what? see. All right. You want to know how many miles I drove a month? 20,000 miles a month. That's what I did for like the last seven years after the farm. So I've been driving, 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 and I never sat down to do anything else but drive. And all of a sudden the pandemic hit in March and I have no work and I thought it was going to come back and it (laughs) did not come back. Now I'm like, I'm kind of getting upset and depressed at the same time. Anxiety, stress. I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, that somebody reached out to me back in April. Can you help me with social media? Sure, because I'm good at it. So I started helping them. And it kind of one thing led to another. And it led to another. And next thing you know, I bought podcast equipment. I created a studio in the house. And I started this podcast show. And it started out very simple. Because I really didn't know what the heck I was doing. But now, now I know. I know how to do so much compared to what I did seven months ago and I never thought I would be involved in it the way I am now and connecting aviation podcasting you know drones and then so much more it's been an incredible experience and you know
1: you're inspiring me today because I've only ever just done the professional voiceover and I grew up as a ham radio operator now I'm thinking you know I got to pick your brain about some podcast equipment because while I know the mics and know what to do, just you know the translators and what's the best podcast equipment. Mm-hmm. It's a big business today because we all it love is. to learn, and it's a great way to teach people and bring social media into the interaction.
0: Absolutely, you can pick my brain anytime you want to because I, I mean I, that's right. what I'm here for. And actually, one woman's going to um, we're going to create a an online like a course, like an online course. So she's going to take everything that I know, put it into a package and they actually sell the package before it's even before I even would pay her, which is amazing. So now I can create this course content for people that they want to learn. They'll be able to purchase it. And it helps me because, you know, not having, you know, I lost my business and trying to create a new one. So trying to create that income flow again, So this helps by selling courses, it's helping her, it helps me, and it helps all the other people out there that need to figure out what they're going to do. You know, between, I want to do drones. I want to do podcasting, bring the two together and, you know, have a podcast series of, um, drone technology and even artificial intelligence and everything I'm doing in podcasting. So it's a combination. I don't have
2: the okay to release this ahead of time. But I am actually working on a clock that is going to put an extra eight hours in the day, so that both of you guys can get all this <laughs> stuff accomplished.
0: <laughs> well, I hope that's, you- funny, Barb. <laughs> that's I really love that. awesome. I hope that happens. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Oh my gosh, It's great! It's fantastic. Well, everybody, I I'm gonna let uh, let you guys go. I have two dogs that are disabled upstairs, and I need to carry them out to go to you know they need to pee and more and I have to carry them in and out and they are 24-7 care which is one of the oh, reasons I'm God happy I do what I do because if I had been doing the driving there's no way this could be done right. so I can do everything in between I can do all my work in between dog taking care of uh, it's it's constant constant care but I love them and I'm keeping a lot them of work. comfortable as best as I can 13 um, year old english labs and they both cannot walk so the front legs Aww. are working on one the other one just lost the front and the back but i don't and i don't know what's going to happen from this point on so i have to figure that out we won't get into that well they're no
2: feather weights either no
0: they're about 100 pounds what each. do they weigh 100 pounds each. yeah 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 big boys <laughs> yeah go to my facebook you'll see pictures of them they're they've been on okay fact, i just did a recent post of them um so yeah joe make sure you check that out too so i don't put that stuff on my linkedin um dog stuff goes on my facebook and my instagram too so you can see it there
1: yeah we'll t- definitely okay. take a look at both and thank you both for your time today thank it's you so much an amazing joe. podcast it's well, my thank pleasure yes <laughs> yes and i can't wait to hear this i look forward to that
0: thank you joe thank you barb you all have okay. a, a wonderful weekend. Be safe. Be well. Take care of yourself. We'll talk soon. You too. Thanks, you too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: bye.
0: That was an amazing podcast today. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Barb. It was wonderful making this connection. Incredible, incredible story between Barb and Joe and aviation and how Joe has Excelled at his business, his he's just just amazing people. Uh, and Barb, she's got this great business, uh, you know, here in um, I guess it's Montgomery County. It's an ambler. She has a dog service, so she's done very well. Um, being a aviation buff and being a helicopter pilot in one of the probably originals in the area of Bucks County, so we had so much so much to connect with here and Turner Airport. What an amazing place it was at one time. So a lot of people will really love hearing this podcast just because of those um, factors in there. You know, aviation, drones, woman helicopter pilots, Joe being, you know, actually influenced by a woman helicopter pilot. That's, That's incredible. And how he's influencing so many people. How Barb's influencing more people. And, you know, the story that I have, it's influencing and helping others. Hear the story that stay positive. Everybody, just stay positive out there. It's all we can do right now. Even if we have all this negativity around us, stay healthy, be well. We will get through this. Okay, Bucks County Bites. I know I said I was over and out and I thought I was done, but I need to do a quick recap of the podcast with Joe and Barbara and the reason so is because we found out that Joe when he had his lessons back at Turner Airfield back in the 70s now according to Turner Airport's article that we found it said 1977 that Joe was having a lesson with his instructor Rich. Now we didn't put anything together, um, until later. But so <laughs> Aaron, my other half, he told me after the podcast that, Hey, you know, my dad, my dad, Rich, he used to instruct down there at Turner. And we weren't really sure of the year because of when he was born. And then when they moved, but they Turner, the person who ever wrote that article could have been wrong on the date. So we found out that Richard Farley was Joe's instructor. And it was very interesting because, you know, Joe was talking about Turner and having these lessons. You know, Barb got him involved with it. And, you know, he became in love, fell in love with aviation. And, you know, he's getting lessons at Turner with Rich, Richard. So it was very interesting how small our world really is. And this morning I decided to contact Joe and said, I think my other half's father was your instructor. It was at four in the morning. He got back to me eventually, and I went and called Rich. I said, hey, I just did a podcast with Joe, who has this really cool company now, and he had you as an instructor way back day, like way back in the day, like 40 years ago. You know, he's still flying to this day. Richard's been flying for We said fifty-five years. Long time. So he's had a lot of students, and Joe is one of them. And Joe has gone on to become a wonderful person and involved in the aviation industry very much. He's doing so well. And it's so cool how things come together, small worlds come together. And now that we have that connection, I told Richard that we were using his picture with Joe in the plane for the cover art, which we are, and that Uh, He can listen to the podcast anytime, realizing that we're actually talking about Turner Airfield, which, of course, no longer exists. And I actually pulled up the actual location where Turner was. I pulled up in today's map to see where it stood. You can't see it anymore on the aerials. But my clients that I used to have when I drove live in the development of where Turner once stood. And it's next to the Aberton Center in the uh, Montgomeryville area, which is more Ambler. So that development is there. I found it, found where Turner was, and um, exact location. So it's very cool, very interesting story. Anyways, I will, let's, I just gotta go because I carry on. I love to talk, and I love to talk about aviation, and really cool history. So this is Bucks County Bites, over and out.